Welcome to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, the podcast for high achievers who want to stay sharp, focused, and full of energy despite their diagnosis. With your host, National Board Certified Functional Medicine Health Coach, Julie Michelson, where Julie helps you take your power back from autoimmunity. And now here's your host, Julie Michelson. Welcome back to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast. I'm your host, Julie Michelson. And today we're joined by Megan Evans, creator of the MS Stage. And we're talking about truly addressing mind, body, and spirit to live your best life with autoimmunity. Megan brings her love of theater and dance to her group program to help her students become allies with their bodies and their symptoms to create their superpowers. Megan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's really nice to be here. I am so excited for our conversation and I am really looking forward because I know little bits and pieces, but I would love for you to share a bit of your journey. I know it's hard to share just a bit, but broad strokes maybe or whatever part you feel like sharing with us, because I always feel like that's where such value for the audience is just to get to know you you a little bit. Thank you. Yes, I'm happy to share always. So I was diagnosed with MS at 24 years old. Prior to that, I was born with immune deficiency syndrome, grew up on lots of antibiotics and all the things. I was sick a lot. I was turned blue apparently when I was like two or three. I had gamma globulin injections in my legs every 10 days because they realized I didn't have much of an immune system. Then antibiotics, asthma, you name it, all the things. At 14, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia and then was in New York on 9-11. I had just moved there five days before 9-11, literally. I had just graduated college and you know, moved up to the city. I was all excited. I actually went to college in Colorado, not far from you. And my mom was with me, thank goodness, because yeah, we were there. She was supposed to be on a flight home that day. So I was very close to, we were in Gramercy at the moment when that happened. And we weren't far from the the action of what had happened that day. And I'm not saying that that was my only thing that caused my MS, but I do believe that that was part of one of the triggers. I think the stress of that event was part of one of the triggers and obviously the environmental toxins of what had happened. A few months later, I was having some weird dizziness and doctors were like, oh, you're just having migraines, which didn't make sense. And they gave me like a migraine medication, which wasn't didn't do anything. I think it just eventually just went away. And so I was like, Oh, I'm fine. You know, and I was 21 at that moment and starting my career and working all the time and crazy in New York. And so three years later, cut to that, I got a job offer to move to LA was in the process of my move from New York to LA and lost feeling on the left side of my body. Mm-hmm. And I had flown home to Charleston, South Carolina, where I'm from and where I actually hilariously live now. I never thought I'd move back here, but we did <laughs> two years ago and we love it. It's great. But we, I flew home to grab my car, which I still had my old car here at my mom's house. So, but I had law lo- I, at that point, my leg buckled and I was like, some, now I know something's really wrong. And that happened over the course of like three days gradually. And then I started having vertigo and I went to the doctor and my first doctor, my GP said, 
you've either had a stroke, you have a brain tumor or you have MS. And I was like, well, I guess I'll choose door number three. If I have to, if I have to have a, if I get a choice of the three, that would, that would seem like the better option, I guess. Right. I mean, I was like, well, the other two could be super, you know, fatal or, you know, like, so I was obviously in shock and he sent me to a neurologist. So I get to the neurologist. I have the MRI. I only have one lesion on my brain, which is weird. So he couldn't officially diagnose me with MS. But then he sort of, so then he lost my spinal tap results. Oh, yeah. So, so they put me through the spinal tap and then lost the results. And that my spinal tap ended, put me into the hospital because I was in so much pain afterwards. They ended up having to do two blood patches to get fluid back into where they had taken the fluid out. So they did two blood patches. I was in the hospital for five days and like massive pain. And yeah, it really makes you stop. And then I went back to the neurologist and meanwhile, I'm 24 years old at this point in my life. And I went back to the neurologist and he said, well, it's as if you've had a stroke, you'll likely end up in a wheelchair one day. That was his, that was literally his answer. And I'll never forget exactly that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's exactly what he said. And I looked at my mom and I said, no, I won't. And I said, we're leaving. And we walked out and I said, I'm never coming back here again. And I didn't. And my mom was a champion. She was also into alternative medicine. And I had even at 14 years old, gone to a craniosacral therapist for my fibromyalgia. And so I had sort of already been, and I went to college in Colorado and I had already been into alternative medicine there. And so I was never an either, or I was more into alternative. And, but when I was diagnosed with MS, I was like, they literally were like giving me options of drugs that weren't going to cure anything that were just going to, you know, basically not make me worse. Right. And with only one lesion on my brain. And so at that point, I was like fully convinced that I can cure this. I got this. I'm I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna own the label. I'm gonna keep living my life. I'm gonna go on this alternative medicine path. And I did that for 14 years. And that's all I did for 14 years. I changed my diet immediately. I went gluten-free. And back then, which has been now not almost 19 years, it'll be 19 years in February. So back then, gluten-free people are like, what? But luckily I'd moved. So I did a month later, I moved to LA and went on with my new job and got my life going. Now, not everything was perfect. So I'm not going to paint a rosy picture here. I had (laughs) episodes over the years. I had exacerbations here and there, like every maybe few years, seven years, whatever. I had exacerbations. I did have hospital visits. I did have to get on IV steroids to calm the inflammation down. So I did have those moments, but I did acupuncture. I did diet change. I did all, literally all the things, (laughs) homeopathy, you name it, all the supplements, all the things. Eventually I went, I was gluten-free. I went dairy-free. Then I went grain. I was pretty sugar-free along the way. I immediately, not that I was a big alcohol drinker, but I stopped drinking or I would like act like I was drinking and have like a club (laughs) soda with a little bit of cranberry and lime and make it look like I was having a cocktail because at 24, you want to be able to at least like go out and meet guys or whatever. (laughs) So, and not have them think like she's weird or I don't know. She's uptight. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That she's, yeah, she's uptight. That's a story for another day. I have a funny story about that. So yeah. So basically long story short, 
14 years into my diagnosis, I had a real five years ago, I had a really bad episode. I lost feeling from the neck down. And really what had happened was I had tried to push myself detoxing because I always thought, oh, I can do this. I got this. I'm going to cure this. I'm going to do all the things. And I'm I pushed and pushed. And, <laughs> and I have a very hard time detoxing. I'm one of those people. I'm sure you have patients who are why, incredibly sensitive. This is why I'm, we have autoimmunity. I, I'm convinced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm incredibly sensitive. And so is my mom. But it's like you give... You're somebody will say, Oh yeah, you take a tablespoon of that. I'm like, Oh, I'll start with like a pinch. Right. <laughs> like literally. Yeah. I can't, I can't do it. My body and I'm five, two and I'm tiny, you know, I'm little and I can't do that. So, and I'm incredibly sensitive. I was born with immune deficiency. Like it's just been that way my whole life. So they give me a dosage and I probably take one eighth of it to start because I have to go really slow with my body. I just can't do it. So yeah. So I, five years ago was trying to push myself, was under a ton of stress. I was a personal wardrobe stylist for over 10 years and had my own business and traveled a lot between New York and LA. And we moved to Nashville in 2015. And we were in Nashville for five years and I just would travel and work in people's closets and be on my knees and be on ladders and be in dust in their closets, like hauling stuff for them and doing all of it. And I just, I loved what I did, but I was like, when that episode happened, my doctor at that time, I didn't even have a neurologist. I hadn't gotten an MRI in seven years. I mean, in all honesty, because I was like, I'm doing great. Like, why, why would I do right. that? Why am I going to put bat and other things in my body when I'm like, fine, I'm doing well. And so I, the neurologist said to me, Megan, it's time. Like you've done 14 years. You're great. But like, you need to get on something because I had a lot more lesions at that point. And okay. So to wrap this up, basically what happened was I started meditating finally. So of all the things that I had done for all the years, I resisted meditation. And not only did I resist meditation, but I also resisted my diagnosis. You know, like I also pushed against it. I resist, I didn't want to own the label. I didn't want to say I have MS. I would only tell people I was diagnosed with MS. I would say, and they, you know, they'd look at me like, really? Like you look so healthy. And I'd be like, well, I was diagnosed like 10 years ago or seven years, whatever it was, but I wouldn't say, (laughs) yeah, but I wouldn't say I have it. Right. Right. It did cause me a few limitations, maybe here and there, but then as I got older, it got, I'd have a little bit more limitation, whatever. But now I've like this year, my, you know, my leg has more issues now, but Still, I've had doctors recently, Dr. Walls being one of them, actually, Dr. Terry Walls said to me directly, Megan, if you hadn't done all the things that you've done, oh, you'd be, you probably would be in a wheelchair by now. Cause she said, most people I see who are 19, cause I'm almost 19 years in. So let's say 20, cause really, I think I've had it longer than that. So let's say I'm 20 years in. She was like, most people I see that far in are already in walkers or wheelchairs. Yeah. And she said, because of all the things you've done, you've, you kept it at bay. Like you've done really, you're, you're doing really well. You're, and she said to me, she looked at me and she goes, you're still walking. Man. Right. You know, even with a little bit of a leg drag or a little bit of foot drop or whatever, but it's yeah. not every minute and it's not all day. And it's not, you know, you're still walking. And I was like, you're right. You're right. And 
So I am grateful for my path. And to get back to that, when I finally meditated and got deep and did therapy and got into the emotional work of it, finally, because I had resisted that too, I came, whoo, I just got chills. I came Uh to acceptance. And acceptance is a huge part of people's journeys. I find it to be massively important. And I am not suggesting that you own the label. You can still be be empowered, but say that you have something in an empowered way, right? You don't have to, like, you can still say it above what actually exists. So you're not still owning the label. You're not deepening it into your cells. You're just stating the fact, right? It's information. Like our symptoms give us information. And you're like going on a research journey as you're discovering what's really going on in your body and you're getting to know your body better. So that is now today where I am. You know, I'm at the point where I say, yes, I have MS. I've embraced the MS community more in the sense that, well, obviously, because my, I, I, (laughs) I transitioned my business in a major way. I went from empowering women in their wardrobes to empowering women with the MS stage, which is the program I created. Which is amazing. And I, I can't wait for listeners to learn more about that. Mm -hmm. It is all about empowerment. And I want to circle back to just sort of highlight when you say acceptance, Mm -hmm. you're not saying (laughs) acceptance of like what that neurologist told you. No, first time. No, I'm I'm not saying acceptance in a victim mode. Right. I'm saying acceptance in a champion mode. So I'm really glad you pointed that out and clarified that because it's important. It's a very big difference. Accepting it in a victim mode is going to end you and is going to put you in a wheelchair Yep. or put you on the hospital bed or whatever. Like it's not, but that is absolutely not what I'm saying. It's not what my program's about. It's not what I teach. And and I knew that. I I just wanted to highlight. I'm glad. Because sometimes we do think if we haven't done the work and we haven't gone through it, that that resistance you had for so long at the time you thought was empowering you. Yes, you're right. Right. And yes. so that's why I wanted to kind of highlight that of like, hey, actually, <laughs> the real power does come when, like you said, your body's giving you information. You mm-hmm. accept, you know, and I, I love that you mentioned because it's something I I work with so many people on in the beginning. Often people go in the other direction when they're first diagnosed and they just own that label and identify. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, no, 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 you are not MS. You are a person with, you know, MS or this diagnosis, this symptom, we're going to talk about symptoms. So just love that that's a part of it too, is like acknowledging doesn't mean I'm stuck in this thing. Right. Because then you're going to be stuck in a rabbit hole, right? You're just like stuck in a vicious cycle. Whereas being in an empowered place, you can witness it, right? You can say, oh yeah, I have MS. I'm witnessing what's happening in my body. I can see it from up here at a higher level. And like, I'm, I'm, I teach so clearly that I want people to get out of their heads and into their hearts and into their bodies because their bodies hold their intuition, hold their, hold 
their gut, hold their heart, hold the information. But the head yeah. is just like overthinking, overthinking. We're so, so when busy I see up there. It's so busy. <laughs> it's so busy. And so when yeah. they slow down and just get into their feet and get into their heart and feel themselves, feel their bodies ground, it's like when, that's when the real information starts to come out. Yeah. It's so true. I am full disclosure. You know, I'm I'm a heart centered coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my, all yeah. my coach training was heart centered coaching, and it is interesting. We have to relearn that as adults, we have to learn how to drop our energy into our body and feel, especially after years of symptoms and fear and emotion and all the things, you know, I, I can very well relate to locking, you know, kind of putting up a barrier when you have chronic pain. Yeah. You know, you, you don't want to be in, you know, feeling that all the time. And it ends up again, working against us, just, you know, kind of like resisting works against us. Uh, Well, it's just a constant reminder too, but we can also go on a, on a, like, and I've been known to do this too, where I'm constantly chasing. Well, I'm not currently in my past. (laughs) Old Megan. Yeah. Old Megan before my acceptance five years ago. Right. I was just constantly searching for the, my cure, right? I was constantly, right. what's the next thing I can do? Give me that. Give me this. Who, what doctor do I need to go to? What do I, you know? And I'm, I'm still like, I'm still on a journey. Trust me. I'm of not, course. I'm we not perfectly are. healthy and I'm not, you know, whatever. I'm not like Buddha, you know, like, it's, I mean, but it is, even if you felt perfect, like I feel I'm so blessed. I feel perfectly healthy right now. Good for it, you. And I noticed I added right now and I didn't even do that consciously. It mm-hmm. is a journey. I have to be so much more intentional Oh yeah. than the average bear to stay feeling per- perfectly healthy or yeah. somewhat healthy or, you know, so it's always a journey no matter where always. you are. Always. And you have to have the willpower and it's hard. I mean, yeah. trust me, I I am a person with a lot of willpower and that's how I've always been. That's just who I am. And I think if I hadn't been, there's no way I would have been able to do all the things I've done for 19 years. But, oh, the willpower, I mean, every day, right? You make a, sure. cho- a food choice. It's all choices. Yeah. You, it's all choices. It's like you take your supplements, you make a food choice that could be bad for you or could be wonderful for you. Or, I mean, it's literally, well, kind of every minute of every day, really. Right. I mean, right. It's always a reminder, right? Like I might have a, you know, symptom here or there. And then it's, it's so clear, but because I know my body so well, right. I know what affects different things in my body. And I'm I'm instantly, because I'm so sensitive and I know my body, I'm like, I shouldn't have eaten that. You know, I know immediately. And it could be something that normal people would be like, hummus really and i'd be like oh i can't, can't. eat the chickpeas <laughs> can't either <laughs> you know i'm just using an we example probably but... share a meal <laughs> <laughs> we can share a meal any day you know our <laughs> plates might look different but i totally wouldn't question what you could eat what you couldn't eat <laughs> yeah i always joke with people you know because again people just want to be told you know how do i fix it tell me what to do and that's, yeah. you know, tell me, just tell me what to eat. What do you eat? And I'm like, oh, I hope you can eat more things than I can. <laughs> I know. Me like, too. I'm like, I yeah, look I forward to that. being able to eat more someday. Right. <laughs> <Somehow>. <laughs> right. 
So explain, let, let's dig in a little bit because I'm yeah. so excited to, to learn at, along with listeners about MS stage, this big Thank career you. shift, because we all, almost all of us landed in our new careers because of our health journey. So, yeah. But what you're, what you've created is really unique. So, so share with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I, through that pivot five years ago, where literally I had to stop everything. I stopped styling. I was like, I can't do this. It's too physical for me. I'm exhausted all the time. My adrenals were shot. Like even with taking all the supplements and doing all the things, I still couldn't, I was like, I'm exhausted. I'm pushing it. And my family literally looked at me and they were like, you have to stop. I mean, I would, I was working for the hospital bed shopping for clients. I mean, that's how devoted I was to my clients. And my mom was like, you have to like put the computer away. What are you doing? So, but that was part of the resistance, I think, because I remember. Oh yeah. That was still lingering. Like, it's not, you know, I can do this. I got it. I can handle it. (laughs) Totally. Yes. All of that. So really I took a year off. And in that year, I dug in. I'm a Gabby Bernstein follower. I love, love Gabby. Her. And I, Gabby and I kind of, we didn't know each other then. Although I went to some of her talks way back in the day, right when she was starting, because I lived in New York at the time when she was starting out. So I went to some of her talks, but we weren't friends, but I just have known her for in that way for many, many years. But I dug deeper into her work, did her master classes, got trained in her meditations and really just started really digging in and taking my spirituality to even the next level. I've always been a super spiritual person, but I took it like where I didn't even know I could, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and through all of that, what was really calling me was, so I grew up as an actress when I was younger, little, when I was little, I started acting when I was, I don't know, little. And then I did commercials when I national commercial with Nickelodeon when I was eight. And, you know, I, so I had this theater dance background. I was a drama dance was my major theater dance were my majors at college and wanted to be a director choreographer when I got out of college. So that was really in my bones, right? That was my true, like deep love. That is the thing that has, you know, that always used to light me up when I was little. And I think what happened through all of this was that I wanted to get back to my roots and that was calling me like really calling me. And this program, I have, I worked really hard, but it felt like it, it wasn't hard work. Like you don't enjoy it. It was hard work that felt like it it was coming from another place. Like it was coming from another dimension. And I was the channel that it was working through me. And that is the MS stage. And so what it is, is a six week program for women on zoom for women with MS. I believe eventually I will open it up to women with autoimmune. I don't think it just needs to be for MS, but because it's what I know best, it's where I wanted to start. And It is a program. We do meditations with music, which I've written and I guide. We do, and it's empowering music. It's not just typical woo-woo instrumental spiritual music. It's music you can potentially hear on the radio. You know, it's, it's lyrical music that has meaning behind it because I'm really passionate. I feel it's very important that music drives it deeper into your cells I think the music is really important aspect of the meditations that I do because I lead 
um, students through visualizations that are really empowering. I'm all about empowerment. I'm not about negativity at all. The program is not negative. I want these women, they're literally women around the world. And that's what's so cool is that these women would never have met. I mean, I have a woman from Canada in the same group as a woman from Prague and like, and Australia. I have a woman in right now, I have a group of women all in England, which is so interesting, but all different parts of England. So I'm like, they never would have met if one's in Ireland. I'm like, they never would have met if it hadn't been for the MS stage. And they all have MS and they're all coming at it from different angles, but they can share in this experience and take their take what their knowledge and what they've learned to the next level in their own bodies and their own experience. And so we do movement and dance and it now some women can't move their bot, like can't get out of a wheelchair and dance with their eyes closed. And I totally understand that. So some women do it lying down, visualizing their bodies dancing or sitting in a chair just moving their arms, you know, whatever they can move is fine. I just want it to dig into their bodies. I want their bodies to feel the experience of movement in a flowing natural way that their body wants to move them. So we do that. We do a character exercise so that they, it's very mind, it's all about mindfulness So it's really mindfulness tools that get them into the present moment of their body to get them out of their heads and into their hearts and to guide their journey in a new way. And what happens, you can't make up what happens. Like I can't write the script of what's going to happen for them. Every single experience is different for all the women in my classes. They have amazing shifts and you never know what it's going to be. Like I, sometimes I'm like, what really? Wow. That's happened. I mean, students will say their symptoms better. They didn't even know, you know, I mean, it's just like, it's incredible. And I can't, I'm not going to promise that, but I can say there's hope for that. There's hope for creating that just because of the work that we do at the MS stage. The number one thing, the, one of the first things we do is to name our symptoms. So I developed a practice of naming your symptoms so that you can become friends with it. You can learn what it's wearing, what he look he or she, sometimes they're women, sometimes they're men, sometimes they're objects, but usually it's a male or female. And that's always interesting too, if it's on, if it's male or female, but client, students will talk about what they visualize them looking like, what they're wearing. Oh, he has a hat on and he's wearing this and he... He's 18 years old and he's, I mean, they have very specific visualizations of what these, these characters look like that are their symptoms so that when they have a flare or when their leg or their bladder, their incontinence, whatever it is, is bothering them, they can talk to them. They can have a relationship that's more fun it doesn't have to be so doom and gloom all the time. It can be like, because my left leg, her name is Roxy. And my foot has, I have foot drops sometimes. Her name is Grace. But I those, <laughs> I talked to them. Yeah. And Roxy, when that name came to me in a meditation, I was like, I don't, I've never said, I mean, names just come to people in the meditations I lead them. And 
they're like, I never, I don't even know a Harry. I don't even know yeah. a Roxy. It you does know, like, not have to make sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't have to make sense. And then it made sense to me because of the, I don't know if you've ever seen the musical Chicago. Well, Roxy, Renee Zellweger in the movie played Roxy. And it made, all of a sudden I was like, oh, that's why, that's why her name came to me because she was like a total badass. Yeah. And yeah. And she works with her cane. She dances with her cane. I dance with my cane. So I use my cane, which I don't use every day. This today Mm -hmm. I I went to the eye appointment and didn't need my cane for my long walk, you know, but some days I do if it's hot or hot or if I'm tired or whatever, sometimes I need it. And I, that was the other thing I bought my cane out of empowerment. I was excited. I took myself to CVS and I was like, I'm going to get a cane today. And I didn't get sad. I I didn't get needy. I just was like, you know what? This is my decision. Like I'm excited about this because I know it's going to help me. And I used it as a tool that I know will help my day-to-day experience. So then I'm like, well, cool. I named my cane. I bought a pink one that I love that I dance with. You know, it's like, you can make, some people might be like, well, great for you, but like, you know, (laughs) my, my experience is not that. And I'm like, well, but you can still make it more joyous. And those are the choice. And when you, we said earlier, every moment is a choice. It's an opportunity to make a choice. And mindset is a choice. Yes. It, it sometimes takes nurturing and training and, and work, but it is a choice. And, and so I love that because you you could totally look at it like, I mean, you know, I can't believe I'm thinking about getting a cane. I need a cane. Or you could be like, Hey, I want that walk to be easier. And this cane is going to help me get there. Exactly. This cane is my friend. And how empowered am I that I can still take that walk? Totally. And I can, and she's pink and pink's (laughs) one of my favorite colors. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I found one that's pink. And you know, this one's mine. Yeah. So every time I see her, I'm like, she's cool. You know, like it just, it, it like brings a little bit of like, yeah, she's, I mean, I was a stylist for over 10 years. I'm like, she's stylish. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's just, it's total mindset and that's what I teach. That is what this program is all about. It's just a mindset shift. And, you know, people resist it at first. They're like, what, I don't know. What is this? What does she do? But, but then they dive in and they really lean in and, and, one woman I've had recently and she, I really was like, oh, she's going to be a tough one. Cause I thought she would not be negative. Just, it would be hard. She'd be a hard nut to crack, yep. right. To like get her to the end of the whole journey. Now she cannot wait for level two. Like she's like, this is off. She's her symptoms have been better. She all of a sudden got invited to do like, she went rock climbing on a rock wall. Like she was like, I never thought I could do it again. I mean, just things have shifted and it's like the universe suddenly, when you open up your mindset, the universe suddenly starts presenting things to you. Right. Yes. All these women, it's like, suddenly they're being presented things. I had one woman email me today, this morning, actually, she said, I walked 11,000 steps. I told myself I was going to walk steps. She had to go, she was on vacation with her family or something like that. And she said, I I knew I was, I told myself I was going to walk steps and I walked 11,000 steps. I was like, what? That's incredible. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. It, so it's, things this happen. Is, 
and this is why you do what you do and I do what I do. And mm-hmm. because it's to, it is such an honor to get to accompany these journeys. Yes. It really is. And, you know, it's inspiring, right? Yeah. That's, that's why we're here is to empower people and inspire people. Yeah. And so and you, it's like you, when I created this, I knew I had something, but it's not until you start to really see what right. happens with other people actually doing the work yeah. that I'm like, whoa, I really knew I had something, but I didn't really know what I had. I mean, it's like, right. it's amazing. Right. So that's been such an honor to be able to witness that. It's very cool. It's very cool. It's incredible. It, Thank it's, you. So you talk about you know, working through the meditations and visualizations and naming your symptoms and getting to know them and befriending them. You talk about, I've heard you talk about make your symptoms into your superpower. Mm, yeah. So you kind of led us there, but, but let's <laughs> dig in a little bit to that. Yeah. 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 So your symptom wants to help you that because it's a warning sign, right? So your symptoms warning you when it appears So what we dig into in the MS stage is what is he or she there to tell you, to show you, how are they helping you and what superpower do they want to instill in you? So I'll give you an example. So Roxy, my left leg, her superpower that she instilled in me is to slow down. So, right, because we all, I mean, we all need to, right, our minds are racing or our bot, right? My body was racing all the time. Your life was racing. My life was racing. I had a tendency to be constantly stressed, to be constantly worried, walking around crazy, walking up. I mean, I lived in New York City for years. I'd walk so many blocks. I'd race to the train. I'd walk, I would live in a fifth floor walk up. I'd be hauling stuff up and downstairs. I mean, constantly, you're just never calm down. And so Roxy has taught me to slow the hell down. And in some ways, some people would be like, oh, that's so frustrating. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, actually, I'm super present. I mean, she's kind of a gift because I'm like, well, she is a gift. She's not kind of a gift because I'm like, slower in a good way. I'm more present with the people I'm with. I'm more present in my everyday life. I'm not stressed out when I sit at a computer or whatever. I mean, it's just, I'm not. And so people, so with their superpower, they're discovering like, okay, what is the symptom really here to show me on a deeper level? And what superpower are they instilling on me? So we work through that too. And we go deep with that because it's important. And because that is the mindset shift. Truly, that is what will get you to the point of being like, oh, right. I'm grateful for this symptom, you know? Yeah. So does that yeah, answer it's a your huge question? Shift. It does. It's amazing. <laughs> it is. It's, I can feel the, the power, you know, I, I, I just think it's amazing. And I love the, I mean, we know mo- movement and music and all, we know how powerful all of that is too, yeah. as like a conduit or like you said, you know, get it into your body and your cells yes. better. Yeah. And, and so, I will add to that one thing I created, it's called one of the exercises I created is called switch. Mm-hmm. And in the movement, when women warm up, when we do warm up exercise, we move emotions through the body. 
So I'll call out different emotions. So we might move joy and then we might move hate or anger and we might move frustration and then we might move ease. And so it's a really cool way to, I'm not a somatic therapist, but I have done somatic therapy work. And, but it's a, this is a cool way to just move the body and realize what's coming up. Like frustration is really coming up for me today, but ease felt really good. So then it's maybe like, okay, well, maybe you need to focus on ease in your life this week, you know? So then what comes up next week? And then the next week it's different what they, what came up for them. Like love felt really good, but I'm angry. I didn't even know I was angry. And then we go into, well, what are you angry at? What's, what's making you angry right now? So it's a really, it's a true mind, body, spirit level of work at the MS stage. We really go into all of it, but it's fun. And it's women connecting with other women, which is cool who all have MS. But I do believe, I mean, autoimmune people with autoimmune can, who are your listeners, they can all do this practice, right? Because everybody, they all have symptoms and we all have things and whatever the illness is, the diagnosis is. Yeah. It's important. I think it's, it's amazing. And, and my favorite part of all of it is, is the fun piece. Like you're teaching people to incorporate fun back in. Right. Because so often by the time they find you, you know, it's been a little while since they yes. had a good visit with fun. So, and we know that joy is healing, laughter is healing, all, you know, all of those things. And, and I love the mind, body, spirit. I was laughing in my head. I'm like, oh, holistic. I get it. Right. <laughs> whole human, all of it. Right. No, it is. It's the whole thing. It's the whole picture. Yeah. mind, body, spirit. It really is. And this, the program really does hit all of it, which is cool because each of the exercises leads to the next one. Right. We start with different ones and then that leads to another one. And that leads to, and I keep them busy because I don't want them getting in their heads. Right. So a lot of students will say, well, you know, well, I haven't had time to even, you know, but I'm like, no, but when it's all over after two hours, I want you to journal. I want you to take a minute and I give them a little bit of homework, whether it's, you know, take name five things a day you're grateful for, write it down, you know, whatever it is, but yeah, but I keep them moving because I I don't want them to get in their heads to then go, Oh, I can't believe this is my body. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. No. So, you know, this question is coming here. It comes. Yeah. <laughs> what okay. is one step that listeners can take today to start okay. to improve their health? Yes. So my most important thing is to name your symptom. So I would say the first thing I would do is close your eyes. Well, you're, if you're driving, don't do that. Wait till you get, <laughs> thank, wait till thank you, you stop. for the disclaimer, yeah. <laughs> the qualifier. Wait till you stop the car or get home. When you're somewhere a, stationary yeah. and yes. safe. <laughs> into a safe place, close your eyes. You could be standing, put your feet on the ground, try to close your eyes. You can be sitting, just grounding yourself. I want you to take three deep breaths in through your nose, out through your mouth. So you're going to do that three times. And then what I want you to do is honestly, just ask your body, ask your symptom, what is their name and see what comes up for you. And then as you find out what their name is, then you're going to discover, are they male or female? You know, you're going to start to work through the ins and outs of who they are. 
yeah, so, so that, that you can start talking to them on a deeper level and having a relationship with them and see what comes up for you. And I, it's really fun. It's a fun practice. So you can do that. Once you do that, it's the first name that pops in your head. Do not right. overthink it. I just want <laughs> allow, you to ground allow. into your body, take three deep breaths and then boom, whatever comes into your head. That's what, that's what their name is. That's what's called. Co- that's what they're calling out to you. I love that. Amazing. So much fun. So everybody, when you get to that quiet place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wait until you park. Do the, the exercise car. and or, and allow yeah. yourself to be surprised by. Yes. Yeah. Out. It could be in the bathroom. It can be in your bedroom, whatever. It yeah. doesn't matter. Just wherever you are safely, then try that and see what comes up for you and have fun with it. That's the most important thing. And then go on the, like, and then if you, if you're like, what? I didn't think of that name. Like, how did that name come up? And then start to, you know, maybe you can journal about it, see what comes up, see what they want to show you and what they're there to tell you and, and dig deeper into it and see what comes up. And if you get any comments, then let me know, because I'd be curious to hear what people say. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Which leads me beautifully to the next question, Oh, <laughs> which is for those that are driving and on the go and aren't likely to be bothered to click the show notes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Where can people find you if they're like, wow, this is really different and amazing. And I need Thank to check you. this out. Where's the best place for people to find you? Thank you. I would say my website, which is www.themsstage.com. And there's a lot of information on the program, on the method. There's the science. There's a whole page on the science with tons of articles, why movement's important for MS, how it affects your mindset. There's tons of incredible articles that literally shows that the science behind what we do here is legit and it explains why it works. So people might be interested in that. So there's tons of information on my website. You can sign up for my newsletter. You can join a group, click to join a group. You can learn more about the program. You can book a discovery call with me. There's a lot of things you can do. So I would say just go to the website. Fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Megan, thank thank you you so much for sharing with us today. you. You have given us amazing gold. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure. It's so nice to meet you. I mean, I just was like, I can't even believe I'm going to be on this podcast. I'm <laughs> such a fan and she, you're amazing. And we speak the same language. You're my people. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so yes. I have, it, this has been such a pleasure truly. And thank you so much. I really appreciate having me and taking the time with me because I'm excited to spread the word and share the value of the MS stage. It's a, it's a joy. So thank you. Well, we are grateful that you were with us today and who knows when we're going to see you again, but we will, we'll see. (laughs) We'll just let the universe decide. And I'm, I'm with you, whatever, whatever, in whatever way I'm open. So there we go. Well, for everybody listening, remember you can get the show notes and transcripts by visiting inspiredliving.show. I hope you had a great time and enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to get a transcript of this and every other episode, just head on over to inspiredliving.show or click on the link in this episode's description. There, you can also find everything we discussed in this episode, including links and information about our guests. 
You can even send in your questions to be answered by Julie in a future episode. That's inspiredliving.show. Until next time, this is Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, helping you take your power back.